It's 11 minutes before 7 o'clock, and you're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. I'm Catherine Rose with Raven News. Sitka voters made their preferences known for mayor, assembly, and school board on Tuesday. And although over 800 early and absentee ballots have yet to be counted, some races' winners can be cautiously called. Incumbent Stephen Eisenbeis will likely serve a second term as Sitka's mayor. Results from precincts 1 and 2 show Eisenbeis with 51 percent of the vote for a total of 798. Former Assemblymember and Mayor Valerie Nelson trailed Eisenbeis by over 300 votes. Nelson earned 478 votes, around 31 percent. And Kevin Mosher came in third with 263 votes, around 17 percent. Fisherman and political newcomer Chris Yested is the frontrunner in the race for two assembly seats with 933 votes. Tor Christensen is likely to keep his assembly seat. He's in second place right now behind Yested with 747 votes. But he's trailed somewhat closely by former assembly member Richard Wien, who received 626 votes. Chris Hanalski was the fourth highest vote getter with 505 votes, and Ryan Herbert came in fifth with 101 votes. For school board, both candidates on the ballot had strong showings. Mitch Mork received 1,145 votes to Tristan Gavon's 1,086 votes. And there were 500 write-ins, which have to be read individually by election workers before they can be officially attributed to any one candidate. But there was only one official write-in candidate, Melanie Board, who filed to run on September 23rd. These tallies don't account for absentee and early voters, which make up a sizable chunk of Sitka's voting pool. Around 860 Sitkins voted early this year, most of them in person. Those votes will be counted on Friday, October 7th at noon. All of these results are unofficial until the Assembly certifies them at its next regular meeting. The biggest winners in Tuesday's election in Sitka weren't candidates, but ballot propositions. For a new tax on marijuana to support school activities, and by an overwhelming margin, for withdrawing $8 million from the city's permanent fund to build a marine haulout and boatyard. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The effort to fund and build a new marine haulout in Sitka has been underway for three years, but no plan has gained any traction until now. And it finally just became clear that the only way to get this done is for the city to have skin in the game. Linda Benkin is the director of the Alaska Longline Fishermen's Association and a member of the Sitka Community Boatyard, a grassroots organization that submitted a proposal for construction of the project and raised significant cash to build it, but was waylaid by the pandemic and the subsequent cost increases. The organization helped develop Prop 2, which asked voters to take up to $8 million from the recent sale of the Sitka Community Hospital building and apply it toward the construction of a public marine haulout and boatyard to replace a private facility that closed earlier this year. Voters passed the proposition by a staggering margin, with 80% in favor, 1,225 yes to 309 no. Benkin is really pleased that the ballot passed so convincingly because there have been so many attempts to develop a project with private capital. A lot of the preliminary engineering has already been done at Sitka's Gary Paxton Industrial Park. Now, Benkin says it's a matter of designing the best boatyard we can for our fleet and our community. She believes the park's board is poised to move ahead.
my understanding is they're going to be moving pretty quickly and working towards getting the environmental permitting that needs to be done and, and getting rolling on that. The other ballot question to pass, although by not as large a margin, was Prop 1, which asked voters to replace the regular 6% sales tax on marijuana products with an 8% tax dedicated to support extracurricular activities in Sitka schools. Voters approved of the measure 57 to 43 percent. Outgoing Assemblymember Kevin Knox is one of the ballot proposition sponsors. He sees the vote as a win that's been in the making since the state legalized cannabis in 2015. Marijuana Advisory Committee talked about this quite, quite extensively. Um, it's been debated and, and discussed in the community for quite some time. We've had a, a couple of different assembly discussions about um, you know, increasing the tax and, and changing the way we, we structure tax around marijuana products. And, uh, and this, um, I guess, is the culmination of it here. The tax is projected to eventually raise up to $300,000. Knox says it will now be up to the school board to determine how to apply it. To enhance activities and, and be able to uh, provide uh, additional reach for, for kids that, uh, and families that can't necessarily afford uh, participating in activities at all or you know, multiple activities and just to be able to, kind of, I guess, bring some equity to, um, to everybody that wants to participate. Over 800 absentee and early ballots have yet to be counted in this year's municipal election in Sitka, but it's unlikely that the results would flip the large approval margins voters gave Props 1 and 2 on Election Day. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Kodiak's fisheries debates kicked off on Monday night with two challengers in the governor's race, Les Guerra and Bill Walker. Current Governor Mike Dunleavy did not attend Monday's debate. KMXT's Kristen Dobroth reports both candidates spent time deriding Dunleavy's policies and outlining their visions for fisheries management. The need for more science to manage Alaska's fisheries came up early and often during Monday's debate. So did climate change, and both candidates say the current governor's budget has hamstrung the state's ability to do its own research on changing ocean conditions. Former governor and independent candidate Bill Walker. I one one flight uh, here, uh, I sat next to a, a young lady that was a fishery uh, research biologist uh, for fishing game and was was laid out because of budget cuts. We need the best available information uh, in making the decisions. We need the best available research. Democrat Les Guerra immediately ripped into Governor Dunleavy's budget cuts. He says the commercial fishing industry is just one area where Alaskans are suffering from the consequences. We can't retain teachers. We can't retain police. I want a strong Department of Fishing Game that does studies. You know what a Department of Fishing Game commissioner does now? He testifies and talks about all the studies he's asked the feds to pay for. Bycatch, which is the incidental catch of non-target species like salmon, also came up early and often. The governor created the Bycatch Review Task Force last year, but Guerra called it powerless. And he put it together um, so that its recommendations would come out after the legislative session was over. So they couldn't do anything with it. Guerra says picking the right people for Alaska's seats on the North Pacific Fisheries Management Council is a better way to address the issue of bycatch. Walker also says the timing of the task force was convenient for the incumbent governor as he runs for re-election, but he'd keep it around if he were elected. He says the work the group is doing is important. I like the idea of, of, of it being a year-round, not just, you know, it's going to expire in November. This issue is not going to expire in November. 
Governor Dunleavy didn't attend Monday's fisheries debate, which is held in Kodiak every election year. He wasn't at the last one in 2018 either. The conversation between Walker and Guerra was amicable and at times lighthearted. Both candidates say they're tentatively in favor of hatcheries as long as they don't harm wild fish. They talked about the significance of the federal bipartisan infrastructure law and its potential to reinvigorate working waterfronts in coastal communities. Mariculture also came up. Walker says the industry could be a boon for Alaska, but it needs more support and investment. And he claims seaweed makes pretty good beer, too. Garris says he'd favor small business loans for fishermen to get started in kelp farming. I would like to do everything we can to expand this industry. It's, it's, it's a shoulder season industry, so if you're fishing in the summer, um, uh, you can still do mariculture uh, when you're not out fishing. Both candidates were asked about their long-term visions for Alaska's seafood industry. Walker identified barriers to entry for new fishermen as one of the biggest challenges he sees for the industry. Every fishing boat in my, my world is a, is a small business, and many times it's a family business. And so I want to make sure that that is continued on and, and, and on for, for generations. When asked who they would choose for Alaska's Fish and Game Commissioner, both Walker and Guerra said they want someone who is passionate and has management skills. Guerra says he's looking for someone who can talk fish. It would be somebody who is not there or selected because of their politics, number one. I want them to be somebody who will make decisions based on science. Monday's debate was the first of three fisheries debates in Kodiak, held over two nights. Congressional debates start tonight at 6.30. Kodiak Public Radio Station KMXT will stream the debates from its website. That's kmxt.org. In Kodiak, I'm Kirsten Dobrath. And that's it for Raven News. Now for a quick look at some things happening in and around Sitka. The Sitka School Board will meet at 6 p.m. tonight. At 3.30 today, the Alaska Way of Life 4-H Club holds a Huckleberry Jam-making event for youth of all ages. That's 3.30 at the Sitka Lutheran Church. The Library Commission meets tonight in Harrigan Centennial Hall, 3.30 Harbor Drive at 6 p.m. The Sitka Planning Commission meets at 7 p.m. tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. And the Sitka Bear Task Force meets at noon on Thursday, October 6th at Harrigan Centennial Hall. At 8 a.m. on Friday, the Alaska Marine Safety Education Association is conducting a fishing vessel drill conductor class at Northern Southeast Regional Aquaculture Association. 